Hallo. Oh my god. Nur am actually comfortable. It's insane, I mean, just think about it. Now I'm actually looking forward to recording these episodes. I think I have to change something because that can't be happening. I mean, literally, I don't think I like this. I think I liked it better when I kind of hated what I was doing. I really think I liked it better when I kind of hated what I was doing. Um, I think I just want to describe to you, before I look at how the episode is called, I just want to describe to you what just happened and just my inner turmoil, if you so will, or if you will, or, well, that's just the way it is. I have piled up on Harry Dresden books, which allows me to be alone. Um, it may be that what I'm going to say won't make a lot of sense to you. Um, this is a cannabis-free episode. And I might smoke a kind of a herbal cigarette with tobacco and mint and sage. I'm not quite sure yet. Because I have the feeling that the increasing feeling or the nagging, you know, that's the way it is kind of feeling, that smoking tobacco and cannabis is actually making me more anxious, making me more stressed, and making me more tired. But on the other hand, you could also see it in a different way, which is they help me to sleep. Only why do you want to sleep and how often do you feel like you need to sleep? Because in a way, smoking is also a way of forgetting. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to escape this suffering that we are all kind of trapped in. And you're trying to do so by smoking and alleviating yourself to higher states of awareness where the suffering won't matter anymore, which is basically what you could do by keeping an active lifestyle, keeping yourself busy and learning how to meditate without just sitting around cross-legged, but like active meditation where you basically become the observer. And whatever I've said, I'm not sure I've said it on here. I think I said it on YouTube. I was criticizing Grandmaster Wolf because I'm not quite sure whether what he says is true in terms of actual experiences. But when he talks about, you know, what he does in order to feel good, then... I absolutely get what he's saying. So it seems like he knows what he's talking about. I'm not quite sure what this thing about popping balloons and other balloons and, you know, this kind of telepathy thing is. You know, maybe it's possible and I just don't feel like there is the need to do this because I think it's a little bit far off. I mean, who's talking, right? The kind of things I'm talking about are also a little bit far off, I believe. And 
I'm wearing a hoodie today. And there is a number of things which are coming together at the moment, it seems. And there's a lot of choices that I'm making a little bit differently than before. Because what I've been doing recently is I was just running around after people. I mean, what kind of people? I was running around after my parents because I was so grateful that they paid my apartment or still paying it, right? I was running after, you know, friends who I labeled as friends myself, who were actually just using me. And instead of giving me what I actually need to do something on my own, they just give me something that belongs to themselves and that I cannot control, right? So if my parents would have given me money, I could have done with the money whatever I wanted. You know, I could have gone to the Netherlands and rent an apartment there, but they don't do that. They just ship me off to an apartment here. And in that sense, they give me money, but they also make sure that I stay here because they see value in who I am. Right? It's like they want to keep me around. They want to make me dependent on them. And you know how I know that it's right. First of all, if you want to keep somebody in a kind of dependency relationship, how do you do that? Right? Because that person gives you something and we have to dive a little bit deeper into not just spirituality, but the idea that there are different kinds of beings. And that there are people who are somewhat enlightened. And that there is a reason why people worshipped, you know, different kinds of the Buddha. And some of us are like this. You know, I can only talk for myself. And when you start seeing such things, you think, I think I'm going insane now. I mean, why should I be so special? Because nobody ever gives me the feeling that I am special. Because every time I start befriending people, yeah, every time I start becoming friends with people, you know, at first they're like nice and they seem to like what I'm giving. And then from a certain point on, they just start rejecting me. You know, maybe it's too much. Or maybe it's overwhelming. But maybe it's also that they just realized I don't want it. Because now I'm becoming dependent on giving because I have a lot to give. The only problem is that I, if I give it to people that are really close, like family, you know, friends, they start becoming a little bit lazy. And they stop working for, you know, what they're supposed to be doing. So I have this one, you know, I just put the word friend in quotation marks because it's just a word. You know, it's a person that wants something and that person believes that I can give that to him. Only, 
you know, it's like bogus, if you know what I mean. Because what he has to offer is like, yeah, this is my place. And then he asks me, what do you want? And I said, I need space. Oh yeah, I can give you space. And then he says, it's a we now. It's a we now. You know, it's a we, we're doing this together. But when you talk to him a little bit about it, because what's that space? It's a big room that surely needs a lot of work and that you can fill with the presence of a being or of several people. And then you can make ceremonies, come together, have conversations, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I think for a while now I've been smoking, I haven't, maybe I haven't really seen clearly anymore. And maybe that's also partly due the t to the tobacco, who's to say, because what's the tobacco doing? It's just like power hungry, right? And so I spend time with people and they say, oh, you need space? Do you want to have this space? And then they say, yeah, it's a project for we, ne? And then you spend more time with them and you listen to what they're saying. And then the message that starts to come through is, you know, suddenly they talk about the project and suddenly it's not a we anymore. Suddenly it's an I. And then you're like, sorry, what are you saying? You just said I, you know, previously it was a we. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Well, if you would mean it, you would say it. So I had to realize that some people are real assholes. You know, some people are like Jafar. And I'm Al Aladdin, right? I'm like Aladdin and they want me to rub their lamp. No, they don't want me to rub it. They just want me to steal it or to get it for them. Or make it accessible for them. Because I seem to have some kind of like... Source of energy... Right, and that's the same thing goes for my family. I just had a conversation with my father. You know, I send him something. You know, I say always father with a bit of a distance. You're not this like, oh, daddy. But just like, you know, the man that was somehow involved in bringing me up. But to how much, right? You know, there are other people I've spent more time with. But at least we knew about each other for a quite a long time. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is... Listen to this. I see a restaurant and I think of my parents. And I send them a picture of this restaurant. And now my father is thinking, what am I supposed to do? And so he does what? He says, oh yeah, I want to go and have dinner together there. And then she, he probably does that because he thinks that's what I want, but I actually send it to him so he can just go and have dinner with my mother or something. And then he tells me we're going to have dinner. And then my sister's coming and all that kind of stuff. And then in the end, I call him and he says, well, you're going to come anyway, right? So we're not going to have dinner anymore there. But you're coming, right? It's like, 
Yeah, I don't think so. Because if you have something, you know, I'm going to come there. But if you just want to be home and lazy and watch TV like you're doing all the time, sorry, I've got nothing for you. You know, you have to work for that now. You want to see me, maybe you've got to invite us for dinner then. Right? Because maybe we have to do some... But maybe I'm wrong here, right? But I think I'm rarely wrong. But sometimes I just need to because some people, they hide their true intentions so well. Right? It's like for them it's a me. And maybe for me it's an us. And the problem is if you help people that do things only for themselves. Now imagine I help this guy I've just been talking about. You know, that's not my father. That's this other guy who has the space available and who saw that, you know, oh yeah, he needs space. Now I can make him hold the space that belongs to me. And once I have what I want, I can get rid of him. He's done it before. He has done it before. And, you know, I still kind of trust him. But I also started to become a little bit more like greedy with myself, if you will. Because I like my presence. I like spending time with myself. And if people shit their pants because I'm somewhere else, then that's their problem. Then they have to figure out what I want so that they can get me to spend time with them. Because they've got nothing that I want. I mean, they've got nothing I want. What do they have that I need? You know, it sounds a little bit like cocky or even condescending, but that's the truth. Because if I think that they've got something that I need, then it's condescending to myself, right? Then I'm putting them on a pedestal and I'm sitting down in the, you know, in the misery and I think, why can't you help me? While in truth is we're probably helping each other. You know, and sometimes I think I'm being screwed over. And then I realize, well, maybe I'm screwing them as well. Because I don't really need them. I don't really need them. And that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, I'm honest about this. I don't really need anybody. And sometimes I just feel like I have to do things like... Like now I just want to record this episode. And then I think, you know... He could have invited us for dinner, although I didn't really want to go. I just wanted to give him an evening with his wife, right? And he thought he has to do it for everyone. It's like, why? I have no need to go and have dinner somewhere else. I actually don't even want to go because I don't want to go to the city to be seen there with my family when there's this crazy guy running around that is potentially involved in criminal activity, right? It's like, you know, I'm avoiding the city. So the restaurant I sent to my father wasn't in the city. It was outside of the city, 
which I feel is a safe place for me to be right now. And then he said, well, they're full, I'm booking another restaurant, but that's in the city. And maybe that's what he realized, why I wasn't so enthusiastic about it, I'm not quite sure. But the other one was full, right? There were no bookings open anymore. Anyway, so I'm just talking about this to show you that there's sometimes a lot of options. And then I have this friend in the park where we could play frisbee. But today it's kind of rainy, right? And then I'm sitting here and I'm playing wind-up night. And I'm thinking about, you know, women that I could like... You know, which woman is it going to be in the end, right? Because there are so many options. And then I start to demonize all of them and then angelize others and then... Right? And then in the end I see it for what it is. It's a pile of shit. All of them. All of them. All of these women are a pile of shit towards me. Right? They thought they could use me. And then they fell on their face. You know, they thought they would have me around and I would make their life a little bit easier. Yeah, and then they ended up doing mushrooms with me in the forest and I just put it all out there. You know, I remember this young woman. I'm not going to be careful about any of this, if you know what I mean. Because I know what happened. And maybe I didn't have myself all together at the time, you know, maybe I was like, I don't know, blind myself, you know, if, if a woman sparkles at you, kind of like, oh, wow, you know, she's giving me something, and then you end up spending Christmas, and sleeping in one bed, having no sex though, doing rapé, doing mushrooms, yeah, and that kind of, you feel like that means something, right? You feel like that means something. And then you make an appointment in January to go to the forest and do mushrooms together. And then suddenly they realize they don't need you anymore, right? It's like you go to the forest, you do mushrooms, you know, you have a bit of a lazy day and you want your wife to like, take a bit of charge she's like yeah if you're not starting we're not gonna do it because she, apparently she wasn't my wife then but i thought she might be but in a sense i was testing her you know what happens if i'm weak what you gonna push me to do it myself or why don't you start you know is it the right thing that the husband has to start you know i'm not sure about this and I don't think it is, because if you're a woman and you want something, you better go and get it. Otherwise, you're just going to get handed around from guy to guy. But if you want something, but you aren't prepared to put in the work, well, quite bad, right? Give me a second.
So what happened? I mean, I've talked about this story before, but I just want to dive into this once more because I think there's a lesson here and I'm curious because I didn't really plan on going into this, but it's a topic that's been chasing me around. You just learn from it. Listen to it and feel what you feel. How does it relate to your own life? You know, what comes up when you hear me talk about this? And it's not just about like criticizing the other side. It's also, you know, that's your challenge. Because my perspective is probably going to be, yeah, I did good. Although I'm like trapped in this. But what about the other one? Because I'm just stuck at knowing that everything's relative. So sometimes I just got my own perspective because the other side just didn't want to talk about it. I fucking hate that. So they just say no. And so I had a good point of not sleeping with someone. Then we ended up in the forest and I put up the tent. You know, it was my fault that I wasn't bare feet. And you could say it's a woman's job to push the man to do what he's supposed to do. Who's to say, right? And now I'm starting to smile because now I give credit to the women again. And, you know, part of me really despises myself for it. Because why can't I just be right? Why can't I just be right? Because I'm also left. And that's the beauty probably about balance, right? And today the shop that sells HHC was closed. Well, too bad. I bought peanut butter and all kinds of stuff from a Thai shop, which is more like Indian now, like Indian Thai. You know, maybe there's a message to learn there. Maybe the woman I'm looking for is actually... Not Caucasian, but more like Spanish, right? I think I want to live in Spain. Maybe I want to live at the ocean. Or have a retreat there. Like a finca, right? Finca de... Whatever. Maybe just a casa. Casa del hombre. Finca del hombre. Let's see, right? I mean, it's still taking shape. I have no idea. So, I'm resi- this resisting the urge of chasing women, of chasing people. I just try to be where I am because I like where I am. So, I have to give credit to my parents. Because they pay this place, right? So yeah, sure, maybe I should go there. Who's to say? But maybe I've got work to do. But until when have I got work to do? I said I would be in the park later. Well, if I'm not there, and the person I said it to is also not there, Well, it's okay then, but if I'm not there, and he isn't there, 
Or if I'm there and he isn't there, you know, at least I'll do some workout. Or I retrieve the frisbee that I lost, like the golf frisbee, golf frisbee, golf frisbee, golf frisbee, golf. Maybe I'm just gonna retrieve it, right? Because it landed in a tree and I couldn't get it out. So I said I'll let the weather do it. Which is, of course, a bit like fickle because somebody else might get it for me. And that's the problem I have with the woman that I then in the end slept with and said, I think this is going to be my wife because I'm afraid that somebody else is going to get her. You know, and then I look at porn images. And then I feel like I want to look at threesomes. And I look at threesomes with two women and a guy and I think, well, two is a kind of too much. Unless the women would get well together, but the experience I've had is that a woman wants one man and she wants the attention of that man. And if she ain't gonna get it, well, she better make sure to get it then. Because I cannot take responsibility for everything there is, right? If you want something, you have to get it. Well, what do I, what do I want? Well, to fulfill my purpose. And I think my purpose is not chasing women, but just being whoever I am and then seeing what woman says, you know, okay, that's the guy and I'm going to do whatever it takes to have him. And that only works with trust and faith and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, with that one woman, which I never slept with and never will sleep with, I believe, or I think or I feel, we ended up in the, in the tent and we took mushrooms. I took more than her, probably two or three times the amount. And I also smoked cannabis. I did no chape though. And the, we were in the tent and I felt like she wanted to have sex because she wanted to put our sleeping bags together. And I was like, ne 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 ne. And then I started speaking truth because she was just lying there and I was sitting and I was just having a go at her. You could say I was testing her and I was telling her the way I see her that she was like depending too much on me because if I felt bad, you know, she didn't know what to do anymore. But if I was happy, she was like happy too. And that's like a very bad place to have a relationship because I cannot always be your, you know, I'm the bolder because sometimes I may feel like a, you know, like a slug you know, vulnerable. And I think a man should have the right to be vulnerable sometimes. <laughs> so we were in there and I was just like, you know, this is how I see you. And she was just lying there. I'm a beautiful woman. You can't do this to me. You know, something like that. And I was like talking very loudly. I was laughing and... I was just speaking the truth that I felt like needs to come out now. Which for her is the truth, of course. Whoa, that's how he sees me. And sure, it was liberating. And after that thing was done, she just like left. And then she just never contacted me again. And they, then I went through that whole thing of buying a car on credit and driving there without insurance and without signing it in and stuff with the local 
um, local. You see, now I smoked and I'm losing track of what I wanted to say. And it's just tobacco, right? Because it makes you kind of like hard to grab. And I'm very hard to grab. And there's that term, the cloud shaman. But it certainly makes me heavy to smoke. And I'm constantly trying to get rid of the tobacco, but then I keep smoking it. So if you mix tobacco with cannabis, then the cannabis is somewhat alleviating the symptoms of the tobacco, but it cannot eradicate them, which is why if you smoke tobacco with cannabis, you're kind of like feeding your shadow and boosting yourself, which is like pulling you down, and then you boost yourself with, with cannabis, and that's like kind of making you high. So it's harder to channel it or something. Anyway, she never wanted to have contact with me. I went there with that car and I spent the whole night and I got her to show up and then she said we're never going to have a romantic relationship again. And then I left. And I sometimes tried to establish contact again. But I just realized I think that's just over. And then this thing with the other woman happened. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think that's a good point to... I actually felt good. And now I smoked, I feel a bit terrible. Chess as a tool to enlighten. Holy crap. Maybe it's good that I'm talking about this and maybe if I wouldn't have smoked the tobacco I couldn't have gotten to the heaviness of this topic. Because I also feel like, you know, how can I? But people also need suffering, right? If I wouldn't suffer, I wouldn't do any of the things that I'm doing. <sighs> so your life is chess. And you can learn to make better moves if you learn how to play chess. Because then you can see your whole life as a chessboard, which seems like an obvious thing to do. Which is you teach yourself things and then you use the skills. For instance, I've been playing Wind Up Night, which is a jump and run game for Android, I believe. Maybe it also exists for iOS or something and it's teaching me something right you know if you play the game and you want to have 100% on every level then you have to collect all the coins and you also have to collect all you know there's usually one bonus item and unless you do that you know, you cannot play the bonus level, so you always have to have 100% in every level so that you can complete the mission of the game, right? And then you get coins, and you need the coins to unlock the, the next book, because this game is set in books, right? You have four books. 
But they also have bonus items which I can buy with the coins that I purchase. But the problem is if I would start purchasing items such as like the turtle armor, which apparently makes the game run slower, then what's going to happen, you won't have enough money to unlock the next book once you've completed all the levels of the previous book. And that means I would then have to invest money to buy more coins to unlock the next book. Or I simply take the items that are being given to me for free just for completing each book. And then I use the money that I got to simply unlock the next book. And then I don't have to invest money to purchase money to unlock books. So I'm just taking what's being given to me. And what does that mean? That if I play one level and I miss one coin and I see that I missed a coin, but I keep playing the level, then I know already while I'm playing the level that I will have to do it again. And I can either do it again right away, I can restart the game once I realized I missed a coin, or I keep playing it just to have the experience of finishing it and then restarting it again or doing it later. You know, I like playing it in a way that I say, you know, I'm first going to finish that level 100% and then I'm going to play the next one. So that I know in the end I'll have everything I need. And sure, it may make me a little bit angry. Every time I fail, I have to do it again, you know, instead of just switching to the next one. Um... I think that's it. <laughs> so what's a smart move? You know, a smart move is sometimes to just stick with what you're doing. You know, if you're playing level number 2.3, you keep playing it until you're done with it. And so you keep playing book number 2 until it's done 100%. And then you switch to book number 3. And that's then a good way of doing it. But the, how does that connect to, you know, now I've been given money, an apartment plus 120 euros per month, but I have no idea how long my parents are going to keep doing this, which is a problem. So I also feel the need to go there so that they feel happy about continuing to give me this. And, you know, how does this relate to not spending the money on things? Because why did I buy peanut butter then? Because I felt like maybe I should stop smoking. Because it it's making things a little bit harder, I feel. But the same goes for eating, right? If I eat... You know, I could have just 
used everything that I have available without buying anything. And today I then spent 30 euros in a Thai shop. And that means 80 euros minus 15 for the cinema minus 35 makes like 30 euros left, something like this, you know. So I could have just not bought these foods, but I did it. And it's weird that I did it. And I feel a bit stupid, but the reason I did it was I wanted to have food at home that makes it a little bit easier to stay here. That's like, you know, I'm giving myself comfort so that I'm less dependent on other people while I'm still depending a bit on the money that they give me. Which is why I keep recording episodes, because I feel like as long as I'm building up energy, I think there's something going to come out of this later. And that's then, of course, in a way playing chess, right? When am I going to make a move? And when have I made the last move? And do I have enough patience to wait until my opponent responds or corresponds with me? So sometimes I've made a move or made a lot of moves and my opponent, which may be a woman that I would like to have in my life or a friend or whatever, and they just do nothing because I keep coming. You know, it's like you're playing white and the other one is playing black or the other way around, doesn't matter. And you just keep moving your pieces without giving the other person a chance to move their pieces. Because I'm like very, very... Um, how does this like... I'm like... I'm itching to move on. But everybody tells me to chill and to rest and to take it easy and take it slowly. But I think, you know, this is my life. You know, how am I supposed to take this slowly because I'm greedy for certain things? And then I end up looking at porn images. And then I look at porn images, you know, threesome with two women and a man and threesome with two men and a woman. And then I look at, you know, it looks like beautiful how, you know, these double penetration things. And you think, is that what I want? To have another guy in the bedroom that gets the attention of my wife or her anus or her vagina? You know, would I want to sacrifice this? Would I want to sacrifice this? Because I think I'm unable to please this woman to bring in another man? Or would I bring in another man because I think she likes that? Whereas I know already that I, if I would be in a situation, you know, be in a relationship, be in a marriage, and my partner would come and say, yeah, you know, let's say I would have a friend or she would have a male friend. And I think I would never really allow that. Because I don't have really a lot of female friends. I have some, but I also keep my boundaries. And let's say now this woman would come and say, yeah, I would like to bring in this guy into the bedroom because I want to try how it is to have sex with two men. 
what would I do then? Because that's like playing chess, right? That woman comes and says, I want to have sex with two men. I want you to be one of them, but I also want another guy in there. Then I'm in the position of making a choice or reacting towards it. And then you can start screaming. Or you just leave. Which is probably what I would do. I mean, if you're in a marriage and you have children and your wife comes and says, yeah, you have this friend and maybe we could invite him. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Because suddenly it becomes apparent that I'm not the only thing she wants. And I'm not the only one she wants. She's greedy, which makes me just a penis. And she just wants another penis because mine isn't enough. You know, it's not just my penis, of course, it's my whole being. And if I'm not enough for her, then I will have to struggle for the rest of my life to satisfy her. Or I make sure that, you know, I'm everything she needs. Which would mean that if she wants another man, that she thinks, yeah, maybe two men could satisfy me more. And then you realize either you give into it and suffer the shame of having another guy in the bedroom. And I know if that would ever happen, you know, that would be like ending the relationship. You know, if I would give into it, I would leave because that's the kind of guy that I am. I would just leave. You know, if we would go through with this and she would ask for it and I would say, okay, let's do it. That's it. Then I would leave. And that's the choice that I made. I said, you know, I have no idea what happened to this woman that I slept with and that I thought, you know, could be my wife or maybe is my wife or whatever. But if she so much as touches another man as a replacement for me, then I'm gone. And that's just it. And I don't care what it is, whether it's kissing or stroking each other. To me, there are certain boundaries. And if you're too chicken to say to me, I want to spend more time with you, then I think I was mistaken. So... But until, you know, I meet her, I won't know. And even if I meet her, I won't know. Because to be honest, I don't trust anybody anymore. Because everybody's kind of a crook. And I feel like everybody's kind of selfish. And I feel like nobody just does things because they're super nice. And that goes the same for me recording all these episodes and making all this content. There's also part of me that is selfish. Because I see a kind of a benefit for me. If I do good work, I'm sure there's going to come money out of it. Which is also what I want. But I also want to do this kind of work because it's making me happy. And it's keeping me going. So it's always a test 
And at the moment, there are also no women where I would say, yeah, that's it. You know, I've tried, you know, in that sense, sure, but I've never gone further than, you know, just touching a woman's shoulders because I felt like that's what she needs. You know, not like in a way that, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to seduce you, but more like, you know, I know that I can heal because I've been initiated into Reiki or Reiki, Reiki, I think. And I know that I can heal people with my hands, which is basically just helping them to heal themselves because if they want healing from me, then they have to ask for it. But I know where to draw the boundaries and, you know, I've talked about this already, but this is like an ongoing conversation in myself. You know, if she sleeps with another man in a bed, I don't care whether they have sex or not. This is like, this is clearly a boundary that cannot be overstepped. And if a woman lets it get to that point, I think that's already a clear sign that I'm not what she wanted. Because if I would be what she wanted, she wouldn't have gotten to that place in the first place. Then she would have made sure that she keeps her distance. And I met a woman like this once while I was in Africa and she was deeply in love with another guy. And although we did sit with each other and watch a lot of Avatar... You know, we never, like, touch each other's hands or, you know, she never put her head on my legs or, you know, I never put my head on her legs because I felt like, you know, she has the right to maintain her boundaries. So I'm also always waiting for a woman to make a move, which is weird because when I was with that, one woman in the tent, you know, she made a move and I rejected her, which is interesting. And it's really hard to say how all of this comes together, but it certainly has to do with chess because when you play chess, you will realize that if you just do random things, it might work out sometimes, but on the long run, you will have no idea why you win and why you lose. And you will never develop methods that allow you to win and that allow you to play and to know that you're going to win. You know, like some famous chess players, right? They played so much chess. Or maybe they were just a genius to begin with, but I think it's really about, you know, playing it a lot learning the moves and also paying attention to why you lose and it's hard to say sometimes why you lose if you see chess you know as love you know which move drives other people away from you and then you have to ask yourself wait a second can i actually drive other people away from me the answer is yes and i've been doing that also as a test right you know, I'm driving you away. And if you want me, you have to chase me and you have to get me and pin me down. And you have to get me to talk to you and spend time with you. Because if I'm really as important to you as you say I am, then you will 
do everything it takes to have me in your life. Because what I've realized is, you know, I can shower people with love. And I have a lot of abilities, which I have already shown. And I can, you know, if I can keep a positive mindset for myself, I can share it with others. But if I share it with people that just take my mindset and give me shit for it, right? It's like I meet people and I tell them something about diet and they reject it. And then they go home and they use it anyway, but I'll never know it. So I give them something because maybe they've asked for it, but then they act like they didn't want it in the first place. And that's the problem I often have. So I just learned to stay silent sometimes. Or to just stay away. Because if I'm super important to you, but you can't even invite your family to have dinner to spend time with me also, it's kind of a weird relationship then. And maybe it's the way it has to be, who's to say? And I'm still not sure if I'm going to stay home, but I think I will. But I also kind of hate staying at home. But at the same time, I love it. And sometimes I really see this, you know, how two men are pleasing one woman. And I think, sometimes I see them and I think, wow, they really enjoy this. And then I think, well, it's poor and it's probably an act. But there are women that really do like having sex with two men. But then I realize, well, would you want such a woman to be your wife? You know, just bring children into that kind of picture or that image. And then ask yourself, how would it be to raise children in an environment where you have like this kind of stuff going on? Plus, there's going to be two men for one woman, you know, when is she going to have the time to, you know, raise the children? Plus, I would always have to be afraid that the other guy is going to win her over. And I don't really want that. Because I've had such relationships already and I was like this myself where I was with someone and I was looking for somebody else already. And maybe we both felt it, but at the time it was still nice to sleep with each other and spend time with each other. But for some reason, maybe we both felt it isn't it. And so in a way, chess, playing chess has helped me, but also paying attention. And I was playing light chess with the computer. And I was trying to win level four and it was impossible. And then I thought, you know, you already won level once, uh, level one. And I tried it again, I won it, okay. Then I started level two. And then I realized, okay, I can win that also, more or less easily. 
And then I started playing level 3. And I lost once or twice and then I started winning. But then I also lost again, which shows me, okay, you know, the computer isn't going all out. I mean, it goes until level 8 and I'm at level 3 and I keep losing while I do occasionally win. So apparently there are still some lessons to be learned. But I don't read about rules, you know, I just play. I keep playing, but if I continue to lose, I'm just gonna get pissed. And that brings me back to how I used to play Crash Bandicoot. And sometimes you would have to play a level innumerous times before you would manage to win it while at the same time collecting all crates and using all the secret passageways to get all the secret gems. Now, I mostly played Crash Bandicoot 2 because I felt like it was the most jump and run that there is. I already said, you know, when it started with Crash Bandicoot 3, which is called Warped, you know, it's already kind of losing this jump and run thing. Also by introducing all these stupid levels where you have to play Coco and ride on a jet ski. I just never liked it. You know, I just wanted to be Crash. And... You know, that's basically it. I just wanted to be Crash. I wanted to be the main character. And I want to be the main character of my life. So if I'm playing chess, sure, you know, I'm all the pieces. But I'm also the king. And I can see the queen as wherever the queen is. So I'm trying not to lose her. But at the end, you know, when she's gone, she's gone. And you should probably protect all the pieces but at the same time you know if the queen's gone if the king's gone the game is over if the queen's gone you know you can still continue and you may even get her back by replacing her with a pawn by reaching the other side of the board from your perspective so in a way maybe queens are replace replaceable but then if a woman plays chess, then what's the queen to her, right? I mean, to her, the queen then is also replaceable in a way. But the king isn't. You know, if the king is checkmate, you're done. So, you also cannot move the king into a check. So if a woman plays chess, it's the same thing for her. So what's the king really? It's just a figure. You know, it's just one figure because you're the entire chessboard. Which says that, you know, if you want to love a woman and you can't just replace her because she's part of your chessboard. And sometimes I think at some point you just have to make a choice, you know, who is going to be your queen? Who's going to be, you know, who are the pawns? And do you even have pawns? Because every person has their own chessboard, if you know what I mean. 
right? I can also play chess against myself, which is in a way playing against the computer. But what's driving me mad is there's just nothing coming. You know, every day I wake up, I go to sleep, I wake up, I go to sleep, nothing really is happening. Yeah, sure, there's the occasional follower, you know, I get on YouTube, but Instagram is pretty much being ignored. So you just think, what am I doing this for? You know, is this all just a fantasy? You know, am I just imagining being smart or, you know, gifted in some ways of expressing my emotions? And that's kind of the problem that I keep having because this is something that has been going on for a very long time now. That I meet people and I think, you know, it's them or they have a certain role in my life or they're important and then I keep engaging with them because I think, oh yeah, they're important. Then I keep going there and spending time with them and then I do things for them and then I realize, how is that important? Like, how was it important? I feel like nothing came out of it and maybe it's gonna only be later, right? Sometimes you move upon and only like at the end of the game it's gonna become important. But how can I place a pawn somewhere and also know that it's still gonna be there at the end of the game? Well, I cannot. Because maybe if I put too much importance on that one pawn, my other, you know, my opponent is gonna feel that it's an important piece in the way that I play. And sometimes maybe it's important to hide the importance of certain figures in your board. And maybe even from yourself. Because if you think something is super important, you're going to act in a way that makes them use you, right? If they think, or they have the feeling, oh yeah, you I mean, I'm super important to that person, and then they're going to start toying with you, right? It's like that guy who gave me this place to use, and maybe I'm wrong about it, but he says, you know, he gave me even a key and said you can use it. But he doesn't want to be there with me, right? I mean, he seems to be happy when I keep the space open. But he doesn't want to hold it with me. He just wants me to hold it. But he also, you know, there's no like... He doesn't give me money for it or something. He just seems to think that I'm benefiting from it. While I actually don't. I don't really think that I benefit from it. Maybe on the long run. But to be honest, I don't trust him enough. Because he's already screwed me over once. Or maybe I screwed myself over, who's to say? But he didn't stand up for me, and that goes the same for the woman that I slept with later. She also never stood up to me, or for me. You know, she just kept people picking on me. You know, and helped them even to pick on me. And I still was like, kind of glorifying her. Which makes me just sick of myself because I really have no self-value in that sense if I do things like this. And so I'm trying to stop. 
But that also gives me, gets me to the place where I say, I don't want any of these people anymore in my life. Which is true. It's actually true because I'm sick of this shit. You know, back and forth and yes and no and blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, you can take the room, use it. And then I use the room and then they want me to ask for things. You know, I've already told you I need money. And if you don't have money, then you should have said so. And then I wouldn't have started, you know, spending time with your chessboard. Then I would have just continued playing with my chessboard. And that's why I'm just going to do nothing anymore until somebody gives me what I want. But I'm doing this here, which is feeding myself, which is getting things off my chest and trying to understand why they're happening and how I am actually creating this. So what I realize is that whatever, you know, the freedom movement is, I still realize they need money. And so I feel like I think that's the best way I can help. But then on the other hand, I also feel like, yeah, I don't really want to give money to anybody because I don't think people can be trusted with money because then they just buy shit from it. And they just buy shit from it. Which is why you'd probably have to work with receipts. Yeah, receipts can be forged. I know that. So how would you go about it? Somebody comes and they say, you know, because you're an investor. I need money for this. And maybe just everybody has to sort out their own financial problems. And that's what I seem to be realizing more and more. There's no point in dabbling in somebody else's place. Because it's his place. And that means he's going to feel superior. Because he doesn't have the same mindset as I have maybe. And already that he's asking me to hold the space in his place. Is showing me that he's not willing to sacrifice. You know, he thinks I need space, but what I need is money. So he's just giving me shit. And so I'll just stop doing that and it's very hard. And the first time I picked up on it that I found him a little bit weird was... When he was forcing his children to bring us food while he was just sitting there. And I just thought, is this the way I want things to be? That you boss around your children? You know, bring food? Maybe I'm judging him too hard, but... Sorry, I'm not that important, I think. I don't think I have any self-value. I don't think I'm that important. Sometimes I think I am, but... So why do your children have to come and like... 
sit with us and then take the food and then bring it away is like is that the way you raise children or should you just let them play you know it's hard to say I don't really know but if children just do stupid things and they just get everything handed to them they will never learn that they also have to work for some things so if you want to play chess and play it well then you have to work for that ability and the way to do that is by simply continuing to play chess and I'm playing chess right by living and sometimes it's nice you know sometimes I play chess and it's super cool and then I win then I play it again and I keep losing and I'm just like fuck it so you can't always win that's also the thing and that's kind of the standpoint I have now you know fuck it I don't care if this woman wants me or not you know I mean you always have to be honest to yourself but if I say I don't care if she wants me or not then that's true because I've done so many things and none of them were enough. And then you could say, well, maybe she wants you to just keep doing them. And then I'll say, yeah, but I'm sick of it. And I just don't want to do it anymore. And then I always have this, you know, again and again and again. You know, you play the level, you lose, you keep playing it. But you also choose the game that you like to play. You know, at the moment, I really hate chess. So I play wind-up night. And that motivates me to play the game. Because with chess, there's also no real end. You'll just keep playing. But if you play Crash Bandicoot, you know, at one point you're going to have 100%. And that's the same with then wind-up night, right? You're going to play it. You know, there are certain things you have to collect. There are certain deeds you have to do, right? Each level is different, but they're also kind of similar. And then there's these kind of surprise things, like hidden, hidden passageways to get to the bonus item. And I like it because it's a game you can complete it. That's more like life. And where am I going with this? So the point is, I think sometimes there is a time for chess and then there's a time for Crash Bandicoot. And I have no option to play Crash Bandicoot at the moment, so I play Wind Up Night. And the same goes for the people I spend time with. Like, there are certain people that are available to me at the moment. And then I could say, okay, I'm going to spend time with them. Or I'm going to say, I'm just going to spend time with myself. Because I think they're fine on their own, right? And maybe I'm mistaken about it. Who's to say? Oh, yeah, I made um, peanut butter ice cream. You know, just very simple. I took sweetened condensed milk. And then I mixed it with peanut butter. And then I put it in the freezer. But it didn't all fit. So now I have to add more. 
had to put them on top of each other. Um, so yeah, today I was like, I thought I was going to buy this kind of HHC stuff and then I went and the shop was closed and I simply accepted it. Oh, well, that's the way it is. And that kind of, it annoyed me, but I also realized that it's actually good this way. So I just bought food for 30 euros. And each day could be a surprise, but it's never really, if you know what I mean. It just seems like every day is more of the same. Every day is kind of more of the same, although I do keep introducing different things. You know, I, I always start chess with a different move or just the move that I feel like. And so today I felt like, you know, going and buying things well I also thought you know it's kind of a weird move but it's just what made me happy today right oh yeah peanut butter right I can eat bread with jam and peanut butter then it's not peanut butter actually it's uh, it's not peanut butter actually it's peanut um, Mousse. And I thought about already making my own peanut butter by just mixing it with coconut fat and a bit of sugar. Or I could just drop the sugar. But then I could buy peanut butter and then stretch it with coconut fat and then I would have more. And it would last longer. But I also realized that whatever I've been doing, I have gotten stronger. And although I do get to a bit of a mess, I'm never as messy as I used to be. So just before my apartment gets like super dirty, I simply clean. Which is interesting. Because normally I would always wait until it's like very bad. And that also means sometimes I really need to just seclude myself from everyone else. Just spend time on my own. And just spend time cleaning or smoking and not see anybody. Which is a challenge, always. But sometimes maybe you just need that. And sometimes people take it for too granted that you would come around and spend time with them. And they don't really care if you want it or not. I mean, you could express it or you simply stay away. Not because you're only selfish, but you realize that you just have to feed yourself because they have enough people, right? If you're not there, they're just going to get somebody else. You know, if I'm not there, my dad's just going to spend time with his nephew or my nephew or something. His grandson, right? So yeah, go ahead and do that. But maybe they don't have time. And so she, he feels like, yeah, now I need you. So if a woman, you know, claims that she's in love with me and she just keeps replacing me with other people, well, good luck with that. Because I have no need for you. No, I don't really need you. 
Because if I need people, I, again, I can say I'm dependent. But I'd rather depend on myself. And I'm at this point now that if somebody would come, I think I would want them to fight for this. I think I would want them to say like, okay, we're going to work together now. But every time I'm trying to animate people to work together, like really work together, you know, they just like say, yeah, I have no time now. You have to do this on your own. And I th you know, I'm doing this for you, man. And you don't want to contribute. You just want me to do it. It's to say like t telling your children to get the food. Like, why don't you get it yourself? Because I'm too important. Yeah, okay. If you're too important to hold the space with me for an entire night. Then nobody's going to hold the space until you do it yourself. And that's basically the message. And maybe we've done enough. Maybe that's it. Right? Maybe that's all there is to it, right? That's the end. Cheers. Goodbye. And sometimes I'm just getting into that mindset. Because I hope that people can feel that I think like this. And that they then work extra hard to get me to join them or something. Or that they just want to join me. Because some people just want to be king and maybe some people are king. But I think it's, you know, the king is chosen by the people and not by the individual. And that's then what I see. You know, I can just be who I am. But if I'm trying to be something that I'm not, and I'm just going to be another phony, because I'm just pretending to be something that I'm not. And that's why, you know, when I record these episodes, I record them the way I feel. So if I'm grumpy, you know, I'm going to be grumpy. I'm not going to be like, hello, angel. Welcome to my yoga channel. Please subscribe. I'm just going to say I don't fucking feel like it today. You know, because there's too much shit going on, but I'm doing it anyway because that's what I'm doing, right? You know, that's what it turned out to be for me. And I want this to be it. And so I have to put in the work to be it. And so if a woman wants me as her husband, then I think she has to put in the fucking work. But that only works if I know as a man that I've already put in work. And then there's nothing coming back. So you just stop doing anything. You know, I tried to tell this so-called friend that... It takes a lot of energy to hold up this space and then it's a lot of effort and he thinks it's okay to just give me like 0 0.2 grams of weed as payment. Are you like fucking kidding me? You know, what I'm doing here would be worth a couple of thousand euros because I'm manifesting your dream. And what it's worth to you is... Like, what again? So you just stop helping those people. Because you realize it's just bullshit. It's never going to help you. 
because you're dependent on them and they are power hungry which means that they're just gonna use you and when they've used you enough they're gonna throw you away and he already did that with me and now I just want him to realize that I'm not as cheap as he thinks he is I'm not as cheap as he thinks he is Interesting. Yes, yeah, so if you don't have the money or the resources to help me out, that you want to give me a bicycle, just give me money, I buy my own. I mean, it's like I'm doing a service for you. You know, people always keep me in this, you know, you're going to have money soon, right? You first have to put in the work and then you're going to get the money. And they want me to do this for them. But I simply started doing it for myself. You know, I'm going to put in the money because I believe something's going to come out of it. And that's then what I'll have because I have a lot of experiences creating this kind of content that's actually become a habit. Sure, sometimes I can help people, but mostly I should just see to it that my life is turning out the way I want it to be. Because everybody else is responsible for their own lives. Which means to say that at the moment, you know, I'm just focusing on working so I will have some kind of income. So I can stop being dependent on my parents. And although I do want sex, I have no intention of running after women anymore. I think it's hard to say, right? But maybe this woman thinks the same, you know? Maybe the woman thinks like, oh, wow, you know, he has to chase me now. But she never chased me. She never chased me even once. But I tried to keep chasing her, like, I went to her with a bicycle and is it a man's job to feel a woman appreciated or should it be also a woman's job to make a man feel appreciated I think there should be a balance and that's why at the moment I'm just waiting for people to start like paying back which is maybe a weird kind of attitude but I'd rather leave my energy in the internet because there, you know, I'm not as dependent and I may actually make money with it. And I think that's all I had to say. Right? It's like, that's just the way it is. Cheers.